Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Wicked Cow Marketing, home of the Lead Generation Strategy Report. This report is perfect for small businesses that are looking for a new marketing channel to help them generate more leads. All you need to do is head to our website at lgpodcast.com forward slash leads, enter in your details to order your report, and then we'll send you a list of questions asking about your business and about your goals. Once we get your answers, we'll be able to formulate a personalized strategy for your business, recommending what we think is the best way to go to generate more leads. Just go to lgpodcast.com forward slash leads to take advantage. Welcome back to the Lead Generation Podcast. Today we have on the panel Chris, who's our AdWords specialist here at Wicked Cow Marketing. G'day Chris, how are you going? Yeah, good Nick. How about yourself? Pretty good. And uh, as Chris said there, my name's Nick. I'm the director here at Wicked Cow and uh, you're listening to the Lead Generation Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about AdWords, which is Chris's area of speciality, and uh, it's uh, Google's advertising platform. Um, so perhaps we can get started, Chris, by you uh, sort of walking us through and talking us through the process of how we would use AdWords to generate leads. The AdWords platform, it, um, it's really good for lead generating on a few different uh, points. And the first one is reach. I think that some statistic like 80 to 90% of everyone in the Western world hits a, um, an ad from the Google AdWords platform. Um, every day so it's got a huge reach um, a good ability to be able to hit a message to a lot of people Um, and and reach is not good without targeting and there's many different uh, targeting options within the AdWords interface this may be targeting somebody by their demographic by their geography maybe they're on a mobile phone you can specifically target them on their device maybe on what browser they're using what uh, language settings they have their browser set to um, and, and even more specifically when you think about the search network by the keyword intent so every keyword that somebody types into Google has a different intent maybe they're after information maybe they're after a, a transactional type query um, maybe they're after more of a um, navigational type result from their search query so just the, a good combination of reach and targeting makes it really good for uh, lead generating. And it's very measurable as well. So it's setting up an AdWords campaign and um, running it for a while, you're, you're really able to measure the amount of leads that you're getting back and the amount of dollars that you're putting in and able to work out a, quite a very accurate ROI. Awesome. That's a good little overview to get started with. What, what type of businesses does AdWords most work for? And are there any businesses that should generally avoid it? Generally, AdWords can work pretty well. Um, I, I do find that it, you do need a good strategy behind the more harder businesses in which it doesn't work quite so well for. You sort of need to put in more time, more strategy, work out a better marketing message and a, and a better offer. So I found personally that something like uh, local home improvement businesses can work very well in AdWords. These might be... Uh, pergolas or maybe fencing or roofing or um, you know veranda companies or hot water systems 
these companies generally have like a, a large higher value and, and, and can spend a little bit of money to actually generate a lead. Businesses in which it doesn't work so well for, I think um, B2B generally is a little bit, uh, can, can get a little bit more, more, more messier on the, the results there. And I think that anything that, uh, I was thinking the other day that if maybe some really high level uh, sort of business industries where, where referrals are generally sort of run the day-to-day the -day operations. So I was thinking about, say, maybe government contracts. You're not really going to get anyone in the, in the government who wants to find a, uh, a trucking company to do some new project. They're not really going to go to Google and, and type in trucking companies. They've probably got pre-existing networks and relationships. Um, so, so businesses like that will not work so well. Cool, cool. So I guess we could probably say that if customers are searching on Google for uh, you know solutions to their problems, we can then hit them with the from the AdWords network. In particular, what is it about the the, the home improvement space that you mentioned that makes it good? Is it is it that there's a high value per customer? Is that the, the main thing, or is it that it's the consumer market or a combination? What is it about the home improvement space do you think that uh, makes it particularly good? Yeah, I think it's high value per customer and also they, uh, I mean, a lot of the businesses I've dealt with, they only really need, um, you know, a, a few leads a week to actually sustain, um, you know, a, a, a get a good ROI from AdWords. If they can make a sale a week from a few leads and they're selling a $10,000 pergola, it can work quite well. And I think also... Very localized campaigns just have a, a good ability to work well. Cool. And I just something just um, when you mentioned there, um, uh, when you were talking, I just thought we should perhaps explain the difference between the ads that are appearing on the search result or the display network. Can you just explain sort of the difference there? Are we talking mostly about ads that are appearing on the search results themselves or are we talking about both? Yeah, so uh, the Google AdWords platform is made up of two parts and one is the search network which is uh, the ads on the side of, of Google um, and above the organic results whenever you type something into Google. And then there's also the display network, which is uh, sometimes if you might go to a, a third-party website, a news website, an external blog, um, you, you might see text ads, you might see display ads, you might see video ads. Um, so YouTube is a good example. YouTube is part of the display network, the ads that you see over YouTube. And that's sort of a totally different um, aspect to the search network. So we're, we're primarily talking about um, the, the ads that appear in the search when we're talking about generating leads. Yeah, that's correct because the ability to relate uh, the intent behind somebody that types something into Google is very, very powerful. Well, as if you're on a um, because you're, you're able to target somebody right then about what they're looking for. Whereas if somebody's on a third-party blog, they might be reading um, a news article or they might be on YouTube watching something. They're not as likely to be right in that exact frame um, in, in like a buying sort of stage in the, the cycle. Yeah, that's a really important point, I think, because um, it's sort of the difference between like interruption advertising and sort of an inbound advertising type method I guess so with with the display side of things they're sort of doing something you're know, trying to interrupt them with an ad and with with AdWords it's more like 
like as you say, you're you're matching up to what their intent is, or matching up to you know what they're searching on and and uh, and their intent. And yeah, I guess it can be pretty powerful to to get in front of people who are in that buying mode, particularly because if you're trying to sell something, obviously buyers are, are the t- types of people you're trying to attract. So we talked a little bit about uh, the types of businesses that AdWords could work for. I'm, I'm guessing that um, there's no sort of guarantees within the system. So how would the how would you determine if AdWords actually is going to work for the client? Is this more is this something they just have to test and wait and see, or is there can you be sort of really sure by the type of business it is? Yeah, I mean I've I've done this enough now to be able to have a, a sneaky gut suspicion whether it's going to be uh, like an easy win or it might need a little bit more strategy or it's going to be quite a lot harder. Um, For example, the finance industry is really difficult. It's high cost per clicks. It's saturated by a lot of the the big uh, players out there that are just throwing tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars a month um, at it. So home loans is is really difficult. Investment property is difficult. Um, but, but basically, I run through a questionnaire and I, and I talk to the client and I learn a little bit about their business. So I, I get to know something like if they can offer, o- offers are really important. So maybe it's just offering a discount, it's offering a free 30-minute um, phone chat, a, a free meeting, um, a percentage off, it's offering a two-for-one, um, really able to distinct uh, your, your service and your, your marketing strategy beyond that of your competitors. So if, 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 if a client is like, no, we can't offer anything, we can't do any of this, it, it's a little bit more, okay, this is going to be a tough campaign. And also, I think what we sort of um, going a lot into the landing page part of AdWords now as well, for, definitely for lead gen, I would say the landing page strategy, you know, takes up 50, 60, 70% of the, the whole um, lead generating strategy. So just to make AdWords work, for lead gen, uh, it, it's you. You really need what happens on the other side after they click the ad as well. Great. Well, we're going to be talking with Chris in a few episodes t- time about landing pages, so I think we'll um we'll leave that side of the conversation till then. But it's good to hear that that's you know an important topic. So it's good to good to cover that in a few episodes time. Let's talk about our budget level now. What's the significance of the budget level, and what would you say is a is a minimum budget that businesses should be looking to start with when they're getting started with AdWords? Yeah, no, it's a good question because the the budget is dictated a little bit by the the market and their geographical area. So, somebody uh, in say the the home improvement industry in Sydney, um, it's it's a lot more denser population. Maybe they need a larger budget. There's more competitors. Whereas in a smaller city such as Adelaide, there's not quite as many, much as search traffic. And generally the CPCs, the, the cost per clicks are, uh, are cheaper in a, in a smaller city. But I, I mean, I have clients that spend uh, $100, $150 per month and they, they get their, their 14, 15 leads a month and they convert half of them and, and it works quite well. Um, for other lead gen clients, I have multi multi-state campaigns and they're spending upwards of 10, 12 grand a month. So it, it really comes down to, again, um, going back to the previous question, getting a test campaign, uh, measuring what a good cost per lead is, and then sort of scaling that upwards and um, working out how, how scalable the campaign would be. 
Great. And we often recommend to clients that they start with around a thousand dollar budget. Um, <clears throat> so, th- I, and um, this is good, I think, for for optimizing their campaign, getting the data in. But um, so what you're saying is that you can start with a lesser budget um, if if they really can't afford it, afford it. Is that right? Yeah. Look, it's yeah, definitely. It it can work for for very small niche businesses in which there aren't many services but hey if they can get a few leads a week even four or five leads a month if they're they're selling high value items it's all about roi cool cool so um just um to interject here to the questions that we offer adwords services here at uh, wicked cow marketing so if you have a business and you're looking to get some adwords advertising done um which will be handled by chris um you can uh, inquire through our website which is wickedcowmarketing.com.au and uh, we can take a look at that and Chris has a lot of, lots of experience working with with businesses as, as you've heard and he has can get a pretty good gut feel for, for whether it's going to be a, an easy sort of uh, business to work with or a harder harder campaign and then we can sort of move on to the other aspects uh, we've been talking about so sort of testing the campaign and, and getting a landing page and stuff like that. Um, so let's move along. Uh, what are some of the typical problems or mistakes you see when you come to audit uh, an existing campaign or uh, or account? Uh, possibly the biggest one I see is campaign structure. So the the AdWords uh, platform, you can you've got campaigns, then you have ad groups, um, and then you you bucket keywords together. And all the time I see not the the appropriate level of um, grouping these keywords into ad groups and then into campaigns. So, for example, they might be going back to a home in, home improvement company. They may only have one campaign. They've got one ad group, and then they're throwing in like 50, 60 keywords that are about you know fencing. There's Pagola, Adelaide. There's all these other varied, um, that diverse uh, keywords with diverse, diversible. Um, intense so I mean this is just not a good structure first of all Google doesn't like it they need to see um, keywords uh, clumped together that have a similar intent it's bad because there's other parts of the platform such as creating ads creating extensions that sit a lot more nicely when you've sort of got uh, grouped keywords in the same buckets so that's probably the biggest one and possibly also just letting the campaign go and, and not managing at all, so not adding negative keywords. So basically on the AdWords platform, you can actually specify keywords that are added to your campaign that if someone ever types this in, uh, your ad will not show. Um, not Things such as not uh, split testing ads, not understanding the, the AdWords platform, so it's, it's always changing, there's new features coming out and adopting these new features can get a, a good start above, the, above your competitors. Um, and yeah, just sort of the standard things like that, Nick. Cool. That's, that sounds interesting. Cause I think, um, perhaps in the past, uh, AdWords may have been a platform that business owners could learn and, and do themselves. But, uh, I think these days it's probably getting quite difficult to, for the average business owner to run an AdWords campaign, unless they really sort of invest in, in learning about it, which is why it's, it's helpful to have people like yourself who are experts in the field. What are some of the ongoing optimizations you do for clients 
after the initial campaign setup. So obviously there's some stuff to do at the beginning. If they have an existing campaign, you can fix some of the problems you've just mentioned. Or if they have a new campaign, they can you can jump in there and set it up, you know, correctly from from the beginning. But once that's sort of done and doing the ongoing management, what are the, some of the stuff that you do on an ongoing basis? Definitely split testing ads. So trialing different offers, different marketing messages in the ads. I mean, if you have an ad that might say uh, 10% off or $50 discount, actually split testing these to see which one induces the higher, higher click-through rate. I mean, if you can get a, a click-through rate that's 20, 30% better over three months, you could potentially get uh, 20 to 30% more leads. Um, also things such as, uh, I said, adding the negative keywords. So, so every month, every week, reviewing the list of keywords that have generated um, clicks on your ads. And actually adding these to the negative list, you can start saving 5-10% of your cost per month. Um, and, and generally there's just taking um, advantage of the new features in, in, in AdWords. Uh, like I said, it's, it's always continually, continually changing. So getting on top of these new features is a really, really important uh, just to get a bump in front of all of your competitors. Okay, cool. And what are some of the perhaps recent or most more advanced features that, that uh, Google have introduced to the platform recently? I think probably in the last few months, it's the Google call tracking. So they've released their own platform um, for the ability to track calls. So previously, you'd have to go through a third-party uh, company and, and buy a phone number and you'd pay $20, $30 a month for this. And then you've got click calls on top of that. Where Google now, they've released their own uh, free version and they'll, they'll give you an 1800 number that you can set up on your website on your ad and actually start to track conversion phone conversions for free which has really started to um, change the definitely the local local lead gen quite um, quite significantly cool yeah I think it's probably worth uh, mentioning or talking about that a little bit further so the, when when Google gives you this number you're able to actually track the number of calls that you're getting from your ads in your analytics so you can match that up with um, with what you're doing with your ads and, and what you're doing with your landing pages, etc. to be able to optimize it. Is that the idea? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a goal of your business. A phone number is a lead. And once you have this data and you can push it back into the analytics, into the AdWords platform, you can start optimizing. So you might see that you get more phone calls between... 6 to 8 p.m. at night so you can start increasing the bids or decreasing them um, in, the, in the early morning and then start optimizing the account around this uh, new new data set that's yeah that's, I think that's a really important point getting getting taking advantage of some of the tracking uh, capabilities that, that are out there um, we'll probably try and do a, a whole episode on tracking and, and analytics and stuff in the future but um, that that sort of call tracking thing that Google's got uh, is is probably a good place to start. Would you say that that's um, a, a vital thing to have if you're doing AdWords? I mean, if it's free, I guess you might as well do it. Yeah, absolutely. It's free. It, it's quite easy to set up. It, it is still quite a limited uh, feature. I mean, these third-party software, they, they're, they're very um, detailed in their level of reporting. So, for example, if you... Um, after you get a phone call, they might send you an email or you can get an email sent to you, whereas the Google platform doesn't do this. 
Um, another thing is that you can't tell the actual phone number that called your business from the Google call tracking solution. Whereas all of these third party ones, you can just have a huge list of the phone number and return the call if it's a missed call and, and a whole lot of advanced features. But again, it comes down to uh, a free a free service. Yeah, cool. If um, uh, people, our clients, we have a few th- uh, third party providers that we can do call tracking through. And as Chris said, those platforms are a little bit more mature. So there's other options in there. Perhaps Google will... will um, bring in some of these other features as well in time because the, their free solution's pretty new, but um, maybe they weren't. So either way, um, but it's good to have a, a free option there for, for businesses to take advantage of. Bringing ourselves to the end of the episode here talking about AdWords, is there any sort of key takeaway that you could perhaps leave our listener with if they're looking to generate leads and uh, they're considering AdWords? Yeah, I think a strong offer and a marketing message goes a long way in an AdWords ad. So basically just Google one of your main keywords and look at what your competitors uh, review their offers, review their marketing message and differentiate yourself from that. Awesome. Thanks for that, Chris. Um, it's been great having you on the on the podcast today to talk about AdWords. I'm sure that our listeners will have gained some some information, some valuable information from this. So thanks for joining us. All right. Thanks for your time, Nick. Uh, We'll have Chris on again, as I mentioned earlier, in a few episodes time to talk about landing pages. And as he mentioned um, earlier on, the landing pages could be, you know, 50% or more of a lead generation campaign is sort of rooted in in the strategy used with the landing page. So make sure you do not miss that episode. I will see you guys next week. Well, that brings us to the end of another episode. Thanks again for tuning in. To find the show notes for this episode, head to our website at lgpodcast.com. You can also find information about subscribing there, so we're available on both iTunes and Stitcher. You can also subscribe to our email list to be emailed each time we release a new episode. So just head to lgpodcast.com. 